Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. Welcome to my mini-series STEM to the Future. This series, I'll be talking about all things STEM. That's science, technology, engineering and maths. I have some great guests lined up over the next few months from a number of different types of engineers who are STEM ambassadors for the IET, the Institute of Engineering and Technology, through to a curator of the space exhibition at the London Science Museum and somebody who works with Airbus, an organisation famous for flight and space travel. Exciting, hey? This is my first episode and it's really an introduction to all things engineering. I thought it'd be good to first of all talk about what engineering actually is. Engineering covers so many different areas. There's a lot that overlap. So if I worked for a company that looked at renewable energy, I'd be working with electrical, chemical, mechanical and energy engineers. That's good for me because I want to be a combination of things and work with lots of different people. I'm going to skip ahead and ask for help from my guest today, Andy Tate, a chartered engineer, to explain what engineering actually is. So Andy, over to you. Uh, That's a difficult question to answer. It's a very, very wide-ranging subject. Generally, it's about using technology and sciences to make things, invent things, build things, make the world a better place, more sustainable. Very, very wide-reaching subject. It's quite difficult to summarise in a few words, to be honest. Thank you. The skills you need for an engineering job are useful for life in general. So things like planning projects, solving problems, being creative, being able to communicate well with other people, whether that's through talking, writing by hand or on the computer, good math skills and most importantly, I think to be willing to keep on trying, even if you don't get it right the first time. I've been on the IET education website where there's a really useful page on careers and they talk about 12 areas of engineering. There are many more, but it's a good starting place if you want to find out more. I've got a game for you to explore five of these areas of engineering a bit more. I'm going to play a little sound clip of an engineer doing the job. You've got to try and work out what type of engineering they might be involved in. So just listen and see if you can work out what the person is doing or making. Ready for a challenge? Okay, let's get started. First one. Hmm, what do you think? If you were an aerospace engineer, you would design and make the systems and equipment in vehicles that fly. That could be planes, helicopters or even spacecraft. You might be involved with things like testing, designing and making things like the engines, wings, satellites and things like that. Okay, next one. Have a go.
A civil or a structural engineer would make, design and fix buildings and other large structures to make sure they are safe. This might be things like roads, bridges, through to hospitals and airports. You could also be a civil engineer who is involved with environmental things like giving our homes energy or even cleaning our water supplies to make sure it's safe to drink. And... That's a funny one. So if you're a marine engineer, you design, build, test and repair boats, ships and underwater vehicles. It might also involve designing and building what we call offshore platforms and pipes, which basically means at sea. These people will be involved when gas or oil is being taken out from under the seabed. My favourite one now. A mechanical engineer deals basically with anything that moves. He could be designing and making cars, making crisps, designing fake arms and legs for people who need them. That's what my second cousin does actually. Or even to work in nuclear fusion, which is what I'm interested in doing. Nearly any machine or anything which has different steps to make the final product will involve a mechanical engineer. This is probably quite an easy one. Lastly, a software or computer engineer which would help to make systems that make certain tasks automatic using computers. That could be coming up with hardware like tablets or laptops and then designing them and coding the software that will make them actually work. It's not just big computers though. A lot of technology that we use every day have mini computers inside them that need programming. TVs, car engine systems and newer cars, that kind of thing. I'd like to welcome my special guest today who is a chartered engineer and his name is Andy Tate. He helps to design power systems for buildings. Buildings of all different shapes and sizes and he's worked on some really famous buildings. He's also a volunteer for the IET. Hi Andy, thanks for being here. Hello. Hi Jack, I think your podcast and your passion for STEM is great. Thank you. Yeah, it's my favourite subject, definitely. That's good, excellent. So you're interested in becoming an engineer, maybe, yeah? I'm just trying to yeah, find out what's, what's, um, out, what's out there. An engineer, physicist, chemist and biologist. A lot of things. Okay, okay. well, I'll, I'll send you some stuff over, if you like. Apart from the job I do, my day job. I work for the IET. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm a school ambassador for them. So I go into schools yeah. and talk to school children about careers in engineering. So I've got some quite good presentations and things. Oh, that'd be good. So, first of all, what do you actually do? What do I actually do? Okay. Um, well, I'm actually um, what they call a building services engineer. Okay. So my job, when an architect designs the building, obviously they design all the walls and the ceiling and the shape of the building. But what my business does is we design all the power systems in there and all the computer systems and the wiring and the air conditioning and the heating systems. So we produce designs with architects for buildings, and that can be any kind of type of building, you know, football ground, school, an office, a railway station. So we're called building services engineers, but I'm actually an electrical engineer. When I left school, I was an electrician, working on the tools, wiring houses and fitting lights in people's houses and that kind of thing, and ended up getting into design. So. Oh, yeah. My old neighbours are architects and they design how the building looks and how it's made and stuff like that. And you work with them to design the sort of services that go in there. That's right, yeah. yeah. If I was your shadow for the day, what would I see? 
Okay, well, that's pretty easy to describe a typical maybe week in what we do. So I'll concentrate on being an engineer because I actually kind of run business now. But as an engineer, a building services engineer, I would spend some of my time out meeting the clients, uh, working out what they kind of want from their buildings. So if the company wanted to take an office, and to find out exactly what they wanted and talking to them. I would be sitting in the office, designing the building. We use computers to do that. We use 3D designs, doing calculations for sizing pipes and cables and ducts and writing contract documents. Because we don't do the installation, but we just do the design. Ah, okay. So you get people to come in and install all those things for you, like the pipes and stuff, like an agreement with the people doing the work. So you can agree on price and what needs doing and how long it should take, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I just wanted to ask you a few things you said. I think you said duck, ducks. Ducks. Yeah. I thought you said ducks. <laughs> no, no, du- ducks. Like where the air comes through. So if you go into a building and if you went into Tesco's next time, yeah. look up at the ceiling, you'll see these big silver pipes with, yeah, with where, the, where the air comes out of. We call that duct work. It's called duct. Duct. It's probably my uh, Yorkshire accent. This is, is, is confusing you. That's okay. Wanted the ship. <laughs> I understand. Thanks for explaining that. What would happen next? I would be going out to site, reviewing what the contractors are doing, making sure they're doing the installation in, in accordance with the design that we've done. Yeah. And then making sure it kind of works at the end. Okay. You're like a chicker at the end then. Yeah. yeah. Some of these buildings are quite critical in terms of like the bank and hospitals where people obviously, you know, need to keep the power there. And so we would make sure that they operate properly before they hand it over and they're used by the, the clients. Yeah, I understand that because they are important places that you want to make sure things work and are going well. It'd be no good if you couldn't get your money from the bank, but worth for people in hospitals who need special machines to keep them healthy. Yeah. Engineering is everywhere. Can you give me three examples of how engineering helps our daily life? Well, if you think about medical products, if you go into hospital, there's lots of machines and technology to help people get better. That's all been designed by scientists and engineers, so that's one good example. Second one is developing, you know, making power and power stations and using technology for that, be it, you know, gas-fired or nuclear. And obviously that puts electricity into our homes. Yeah, I know a bit about nuclear power. And the technology that goes into things like cars as well, um, that we can use to drive around in for lorries to bring us food and, and such things. Loads of different stuff then. So basically the world couldn't exist without engineering. Can you give me five reasons to why it's good to be an engineer? First one is uh, there's lots of employment opportunities. There's a lack of engineers in the world, and so it's, it's got good prospects. You know, you get paid well and should, you know, hopefully always be within work. It's good because, you know, you feel like you're making people's lives better. So there's a good sense of fulfilment from being an engineer. I bet. Um, you get to travel a lot. That's an opportunity that I've been looking in construction engineering. I've traveled all around the world and worked around the world. Wow, that's cool. I suppose the last one is being part of a team and you get pride at what you've done. There's a lot of teamwork in, in some kinds of engineering. So that's, again, very fulfilling. Yeah, that sounds good. What's your favourite thing about your job? My favourite thing about my job? I think the main thing is that is the satisfaction you get at the end of a project when it's finished. Yeah, you must feel proud of that. Yeah, particularly if you design something like a hospital. And then you go in there and see people in a nice new hospital getting better, enjoying the fact that the facilities are nice. Or something like I worked on a lot of football stadium, I redesigned Chelsea's football ground. And you get quite a lot of satisfaction when you go there and you see people enjoying being there. In the job that I do, you get a lot of job satisfaction out of it when you see yeah. the buildings finished. When you see them, your designs that you spent two years doing, when you actually see well, them finished and the buildings, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the buildings working and people using them. 
yeah, that's that's good. That makes so it feel good. Seeing what the people, their reactions to them, and like see how they like it. Yes, yeah, how they like it, and the fact that they get some benefit out of it. Part of being an engineer is, is making people's lives better. Well, I've done projects where we've put water pipes across to villages in Africa, so people get clean, fresh water that have never had it before. All the way to you know, like I said, designing a football ground that people use for leisure, and that's kind of what being an engineer is about: is doing things that make everybody's the whole world better. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Problem solving to make people's lives better. Yeah, so everything you're doing is whether you're designing something, inventing something, drawing something, installing something, it's betterment for everybody. It kind of makes everybody's world a better place. Yeah. Can you tell me about uh, any other famous projects you've worked on? Okay. Do you like football, Jack, or do you like racing cars, or what's that kind of thing you're into? I'm kind of into science labs. Science labs, okay. Well, I've just, I've literally just finished a project. If you like labs, we've just done a really, really big lab project for a, a company that makes healthcare products. The, the company called Reckitt Ben Kaiser. You may not have heard of them. And this is up in Hull in Yorkshire. That was a hundred million pound project. It took three years to build and two years to design. They develop health products, so things like Dettol and Calgon, which they make dishwasher tablets. I know most of these things. Yeah, yeah. Lots of other products that you'll know as well. So we designed a lab, which has got a thousand scientists in it. And all the time, they're, they're developing new products and testing new products. If you develop a new product, you have to spend months and months and months testing it to make sure it works, it's safe before they can make it and sell it to people. Yeah. Do you know the IMAX cinema in Waterloo in London, the circular one? No, I don't think I worked on that. I... Okay, I did the cricket ground at the Oval. Do you know the Oval cricket ground? Yeah, yeah I like I like. Yeah, and we've got a really exciting project on at the moment that's been constructed. We're building a, a lettuce farm in the middle of the desert in Dubai. We're growing lettuces indoors. Wow. It's a thing they call hydroponics. And what we're doing is uh, this facility is for Emirates Air, you know, the airline. They're going to grow inside three tons of lettuce a day in this lettuce farm indoors. I mean, bear in mind, it's like 40 degrees outside. So what they do is they simulate like conditions inside these pods, daylight, nighttime. Do you think degrees or 40 it's 40 degrees. Dubai can be 45 degrees outside. It's really hot. So we have to control the temperature in this inside so the lettuces grow. And we, and we also designed a mushroom farm as well because you can't grow anything in the desert. So this process is really good because what it means is that you can grow things in places like Africa where normally they can't grow many things. And it helps people get fed around the world. So in Dubai, they used to send lettuces from Holland, but now they're going to grow them in Dubai. So it's more sustainable. It's the lettuces taste better because it's come from Dubai, not Holland, and we're not shipping them around the world. So yeah, so that's a quite an interesting project. Wow! Yeah. Okay. How do they even power something like that? Costs a lot of money to get the power there. Yeah, mm. and the water comes from the sea. So basically, we uh, we get the water from the sea, and we put it through a thing called the desalination plant which turns salty, horrible water into pure water. And that's what they feed the lettuces with. Oh. It's a process called reverse osmosis. Is it clean out uh, the fish? No, the fish doesn't come through. The fish don't come down the pipe. We have a filter on the pipe, so the fish stay in the sea. Oh, it's like this sort of grid. Is it like a grid sort of thing? It's like a gauze, so the fish can't come through, but the water comes through. Because yeah. the fish can't fit through. 
Yeah. You don't want fishy lettuces. <laughs> but yeah, but it still tastes very salty, the water. That's why they have to process it to make it pure. All the drinking water in the Middle East, in Saudi Arabia, comes from the sea and they use a desalination plant to, to do that. So everybody drinks it straight from the That'd sea. That'd be good for the environment if you're taking the water from the sea. Well, there's plenty of rain comes down and refills it yeah. at the moment. So it ends up back in the sea anyway, doesn't it? It goes back through the sewerage pipes. They reprocess it and put it back in the sea. They purify it, they clean it up and then send it back. Yeah, because you don't get a lot of rain in the desert, so you couldn't use that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Really cool. Thanks for telling me about it. So, can anybody be an engineer? Absolutely. There's no barriers to entry for anybody. It's a very diverse and inclusive career, so there's equal opportunities for everybody. Uh, I can't think of anybody who couldn't be an engineer, so the simple answer to that is yes. There are lots of types of engineering jobs. How do I find out about them? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with engineering is there's so many different types. It's very hard to understand what's available and out there. Using things like websites, there's a website called uh, tomorrowsengineering.org, which is very, very good uh, aimed at children, which helps children understand where the career opportunities may lie in engineering. So I re- recommend you go on to that. And the other way is to go through places like the IET and the Institute of Architects or the Institute of Chartered Engineers and basically just look at their websites. And there are lots of information for children on there. As I said, it's a very diverse field. So it's quite important that you understand and have a good look around to see what's available. Great. Thank you. I'll definitely take a look. I hadn't heard of some of those. Thank you for joining me today, Andy. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, I'd like to just thank you for letting me talk to you and help with your progress uh, through your career and interest within engineering. I think that's really great to find somebody like yourself who is, is interested. It certainly gave me a lot to learn about engineering and it will definitely help me. I didn't know that there were so many engineering jobs that actually existed. And I wish you all the best. I'm sure you'll have a, a very, very interesting career doing that. And I hope your series is successful. It's a great idea. Fantastic. I would like to think that, you know, I'll see you again sometime and would like to help. If anything you want, please reach out to me through your mum. That would be great. Thanks again. Wish you all the best. Okay. Catch you later, mate. Bye. Bye. My mum will put the links to the websites that Andy mentioned in the podcast description. So my mini-series is called STEM to the Future, and I've introduced the topic of engineering today. So it's only right that we have a guess about the future of engineering, right? So, what do you think the future of engineering could be? Engineers basically help to shape what the future will look like, because as technology develops, they'll be involved in having to invent things to help our lives and solve new problems. So there may actually be new engineering jobs in the future, because if they invent something, engineers need to carry that technology on and on and keep it going. Like, for example, renewable or sustainable energy. We need to find new ways to reduce down the amount of energy we are using and the effect it's having on the environment, and to generate green energy through things like hydrogen and nuclear. If in future these greener technologies are enough to solve our energy problem then we'll need more people to work in this type of engineering to ensure it carries on being the best way to make it even better. That's all we've got time for this week. I've enjoyed learning about all the different types of engineering and look forward to meeting another engineer in my next episode. Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack to the Future.